0: Please, all right, everybody, welcome back to the BJJ 101 Story Podcast. We have a very, very special guest. Um, I'm not actually sure how to pronounce your name 100%. Like, we always get confused at the gym, but Moon Suk Moon Suk Munk Suk Suk. All right, there Perfect. we go. Yeah, Moon Suk. Um, yeah, we always get obviously for there's you know, d-
1: different versions of that <laughs> <Yeah>. floating, around. <laughs> floating around the
0: gym, there's a lot of different variations, but. Always try my best to, um, get that right. Um, we'll always start off with a very, f- like a fairly generic question, um, about jiu-jitsu, but it's also just like an introduction of yourself. So, um, just start to introduce yourself and like in that introduction, just let us know kind of where you first were introduced to jiu-jitsu and that kind of, um, you know, part of your life and that type of thing.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so... Name is yeah. Um originally from Mongolia, born and raised there. Yeah. And I uh, spent quite a bit of time in the States, yeah. um, as you can tell from the accent. <laughs> yeah. And then I've been living in Australia for the last five years, almost yeah. five years. Yeah. Uh, got four kids, four boys. Yeah. Uh, you guys know all yeah, of them. Yeah, we know all of them. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, uh, so I'm in the the mining industry and kind of, you know, jiu-jitsu is something that I stumbled onto and then, you know, been crazy about it since since I've discovered it. How Um, did you stumble? Well, funny because the... So the first time I actually saw jiu-jitsu was in San Francisco in 1995. Um, There's two gyms. One is a Muay Thai Academy and the other one is a uh, Half Grace Academy. I was yeah, going to say because Half
2: Grace has been in South Francisco for a yeah.
1: long time, I thought it would be Half Grace. So I, I looked at it and I was looking for some sort of a martial art to yeah. do and then like I looked at it and they you know they were rolling around in the gi and yeah. I was trying to figure it out and it's like ah, okay, Muay Thai sounds a bit a bit more interesting so I ended up doing you know, Muay Thai yeah. for a yeah. for, um, little bit and never really tried Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Until much much later in yeah. life, so that's probably the one of probably the only regret I have in life is <laughs> starting early enough. Like that's not starting early that's enough everyone, with yeah. jiu-jitsu. because yeah. at that point nobody really knew what was mm. ninety five before UFC was big and everything. sort one year after I was born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I, I I think about the possibilities. You know, if I'd start then, then. You know, I think would have been a really interesting journey, but that's pretty much the only thing we're going to have. And then, so then much, much later, about maybe 10 years ago, yeah. uh, I used to kind of live back and forth between the States and Mongolia, and then, you know, I wanted to give Jiu-Jitsu a try because I was actually watching some of the UFC fights and and just always talk about Jiu-Jitsu this and that, and mm. so I decided to give it a shot. So I actually went to train with uh, Caesar Gracie Academy in San Francisco as well, uh, and then, yeah, that that kind of like that's the starting point, starting yeah. point again. Yeah. And and then you know I was kind of living back and forth between the U S and Mongolia, and I was spending a lot of time in Mongolia, so I had to kind of recreate create my own kind of jujitsu community there because you wanted to keep very,
0: training yeah there wasn't yeah. nothing there at the, at the time. this was only
1: like 10 years yeah ago. how
2: was this scene back then in Mongolia so when you get to Mongolia like you had to like let's get some people together here and teach them some or they already got a few blue belts and purple belts there yeah. Or, yeah. what was
1: this scene back then so uh I actually didn't know any of the jiu-jitsu people yeah uh, in Mongolia in Mongolia okay. uh, then I kind of like through word of mouth try to find yeah and, you know who yeah. were the people and there was an association, but there wasn't like a, any particular gym, so all the guys that did jiu Jitsu actually would go from one gym to another, different yeah. like judo academies and you know wrestling places and things like that yeah. and and so I actually got to know them there were most of them have some sort of you know judo cy Back and background. yeah you know very high level athletes yeah and and but quite new to jujitsu, and and all of them are very in that competitive mind space because you know they've all have already gone into international kind of competition. Level with the other sport. Yeah, right? like and, and even in jiu-jitsu at that point, so okay. they were actually competing in blue and purple belt, uh, and and you know they had pretty long judo careers and all that. So that competitive scene wasn't new to them. So it was like a very new sport that they were getting used to yeah and then, so the, then I started training with them and became friends and then I wanted to have a, like a consistent schedule and training. So I had a like apartment that I had in Mongolia I had a basement yeah. so I actually uh, I redid the basement to turn it into like a matted area matted area. And told my wife it was for the kids. <laughs> and this is still part of the house. Right? Yeah. So then we'd go and, and train, and then a bunch of us get together, and six, seven you know, dudes getting together, and then just gets the smell and everything yeah. is pretty Crazy. difficult. So yeah. after about a few months, my wife figured it out. It's like, this is not for the kids. <laughs> you guys need to go and find your own place. So we got booted out of the basement, and then so we decided to start a gym mm. like dedicated jiu-jitsu gym that was 6 years ago yep. it was over 6 years ago so yeah that was kind that of that was like the beginning, the beginning, journey beginning of, of everything of gym. yeah all right cool. so now it's like the the yeah jiu-jitsu community is, is really thriving yeah. um very big cuz there's already a very strong grappling culture yes, there's yes. very natural you know, group of athletes that are coming over, young people very interested, and so it's it's a pretty uh, strong scene.
0: How did that go with starting the gym? Did like was there another guy there or a few guys there that were already of a higher belt level? Like
1: yeah yeah. So how
0: did that all like?
1: So, uh, so this when this was started. the guys that I was training yeah. with. Some of them had more experience than than me and higher belt and, and you know. Yeah, obviously more competitive than I am in terms yeah. of like, um, so we, uh, so I just basically you know uh, we set it up and created a company and yeah set yeah. up a gym and, and funded it and I can't you know manage it on day day basis yeah. I just want to uh, I want, you a place want to place
0: train. train yeah, yeah. <laughs> you facilitated and
1: some and funding you know a
0: lot
2: of yeah. jujitsu gyms actually around the world that happen for the same reason yeah like there was a doctor or someone that just really yeah. loves jujitsu, they want to keep training, yeah. and then they just help facilitate, you know what I mean, the idea. and yeah. They have a bit of a business uh, mindset, and they just help make it happen, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah. So we're like so the guys there that were of a high belt level and stuff, were they, where were they training before when they were getting their belts and things like that? So you started uh, at all, Caesar Grace, yeah. so they were just tra- traveling and training everywhere, crazy. wherever they could.
1: So we didn't have any higher belts in Mongolia. we we've never actually had any brazilian coaches or you know, yeah. anything like that so, so they would travel
0: just, and get graded and things yeah. at other gyms and stuff like that okay. And and i
1: think look i think they they could you know gone through the kind of competed in white belt or yeah, blue yeah. belt and then smashing everybody in this like okay this is ridiculous so they just actually put on a, uh some of them would put on the purple belt and just go at it right because there's no no professors or coaches, yeah, yeah. but then yeah. then they can't can fighting in the same kind of belt category. So yeah. so I think there's that natural progression, and then yeah, uh, so those guys uh, we've put in some structure, and then yeah. we actually connected with some uh, senior you know uh, professors from Brazil, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and then we actually connected with the UAJJPF yeah, yeah. federation. So we actually have now you know, international uh, referees and, you know, um, people who are actually Mm IBJJF, kind of accredited black belts and things like that. So we put all that structure in so that we didn't have to kind of, you know, we want to actually be a bit more organized. So so now I guess we have, I think, in total, so this is Mongolia, there's probably about close to 10, six or seven black belts yeah um, probably about 15 brown belts yeah how many and, academies in Mongolia at the moment uh, I think there's probably dedicated jiu-jitsu academies are uh, six or seven of them yeah of which four are actually part of our your organization organization Captain. that kind of grew right yeah yes.
0: so that's so, that's in, that's that's interesting yeah. and it's, it's like a very quick progression in you know five, five six years or whatever Mm. Um, also, just wanted to congratulate you on um, being uh, named—is the president of the Mongolian yeah. um, Jiu-jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu Association? Association. Yeah. So that's a that's yeah. a massive honor and congratulations, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, congratulations
2: to Congratulations,
0: Yeah, for like you know all your hard work over the last six years and everything. And yeah. I always remember, um, I've actually Abu Dhabi. I went to Thailand one time for a UAEJJ competition. Um, where there's always like a big turnout of, like he's saying, like these blue, purple, very, very strong, high-level competitive Mongolian guys and girls that go there and they're competing regularly. Like they're going to not only the world pro, they're going to, you know, smaller competitions and just always competing within Asia or whatever. So, and like he's saying, also probably the biggest um, attribute not all of them but a majority of them one of the stronger areas is their stand-up like you they're all you know people when they start watching them standing up they everyone's like well oh, man like these guys have got power they're very good with their takedowns mm-hmm. and then you know waza and all the all the judo stuff so it's mm-hmm. always exciting to watch you know what i mean because yeah. they don't care about anyone's reputation or whatever they just want to go there and yeah. you know fight whoever they can as hard as they can so it's really really awesome to watch and yeah they're, they're doing such a good job over there you've been doing such a good job with you know yeah. your gyms there and, and the organization and everything so yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 To, to be fair though i didn't do any of the work. So. <laughs> so the other guy's actually doing yeah. the hard yeah. lifting so we you know we there's many things that, that are happening so the gyms are actually doing okay yeah and and the reason we, why we set up the gyms is that that look, we want to compete and we yeah. want to actually have you know, do really well in Jiu Jitsu World Competition scene. Yeah, yeah. But you got to make it sustainable because yeah. most likely, you know, it really requires international travel. You got to be able to stay some, you know, professional. Yeah, athlete. there's a lot
0: of funding that needs. Yeah.
1: To, so to evolve, we yeah. we said, look, okay, try, let's try to make this as commercial as possible. Mm. Make a, a steady income stream yeah. through the gym, and then we can actually support our athletes and coaches and things like that. Yeah it just grows bigger and bigger yeah. so one of the key things that we initially said look we're going to charge for jujitsu this mm. is going to actually yeah, you know, we're business, going to try to right. attract it has got to be a business but mm. the it's not really to get rich but it's to actually make things more just sustainable just to
0: be, it build and grow within yeah. itself yeah. Yeah, exactly
1: and then like when we start first, first initially started charging for like judo freestyle wrestling all those martial arts and ball, you know trainings for pretty much free
0: right okay i didn't know that
1: so it's it's like a lot of you know the soviet bloc countries and japan, kind of japan was country too. yeah
0: okay yeah the country
1: yeah, actually yeah. takes care of it and uh-huh. you have like olympic ah that's right. judo it. in japan it's and, funded and by that, like that was the, a bit yeah. harder to
2: start it because they they're not used jiu-jitsu. to have to pay for yeah, yeah, for yeah training. correct
0: say so they i remember them talking about that in japan oh. the same type of idea like because they have like within their high school program and all this stuff judo is funded and whatever um, you know, sports centres that are, they have around whatever city area and yeah. stuff, it's all free there if you just you know, a Japanese national and you want to go there and do a judo class no drums. Yeah. Especially
1: big Olympic sports they get usually supported by the state. Okay. And the countries yeah. country. Yeah, and then there's budget allocated. Mm. And so it was very unusual for people to yeah. to see well, a gym and charging and yeah. and it's yeah. like you know, but
2: if there's no support from the the, the, the from government, government like, yeah, you like no DJ, yeah. if you don't charge, you cannot fund people travel. What
1: they say to travel compete. Exact. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then look, I think the big thing about it is, it creates you know, so many opportunities for other people. So, biggest issue is when you when you compete in those Olympic sports, you do well, and then you hit your mid twenties, or, you know, in you, when you retire from the competition scene. Yeah. You don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so don't have it. You've spent The only thing you know how years. to do it
2: is to actually train yeah. or yeah. teach. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, So, and only like the very few superstars that have world championships and Olympic medals, they get taken care of. But then there's a whole bunch of people, you know, the, there aren't only so many coaching jobs. So yeah, they're not
0: different. that 1%. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think with jiu-jitsu, what we can do is look, it's say, okay, this is actually something that's a bit more sustainable, more open to general public
0: mm.
1: you know you can be a, a, a you know 50 year old person you know trying it for the first yeah, time starting at 50 yeah, yeah and, then, and like you don't have you know you don't have to have the aspiration to be an Olympic champion to actually do so I think that's a very different uh, mindset that is quite new Yeah. probably it's not so new in, in like in the US or Australia or yeah. other places but in a lot of countries it's actually a new concept and I think it creates the to do more these career competitive sports yeah. for fun instead of like yeah.
2: career. I think in Australia was um, something that's been changing in the last 10 years mm. because I remember uh, only, uh, to reinforce what you're saying, only 3% of all the, the practitioners of BJJ in the world compete, mm. you know, yeah. or ever competed. So there's 97% that don't compete I
0: just your regular students
2: just yeah. people that like for lifestyle yeah. Yeah. and I think in Australia I remember when I was started to teaching and a lot of people go oh I can't train because i already 30 like you know what I mean like oh yeah. or, or I don't want to get like kicked and I was like there's not even a kick you know like <laughs> yeah. so I think this perception that like you can be any age and you can have Jiu Jitsu like the Kinkata pretty much for yourself you know yeah um yeah, I think this is this um, before was like the only vision that people had of martial arts. I'm gonna be a fighter. I'm, I'm doing this to fight, and now yeah. people are doing this to feel good, like to have a good life, but like a balanced lifestyle yeah. thing. Yeah. To
0: stay fit, to be healthy, to yeah. be healthy, yeah. I Meantle. think, but that I think that's changed with a, a lot of martial arts. I, 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 like I, I don't know culturally in Mongolia. I think it might be even more serious. You know what I mean. But even like. Things that have been in Australia for a long time, for example, like boxing or kickboxing, like martial arts before was never done as like a hobby. These these, these yeah, people were doing it for real. any uh, anybody that did martial arts ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, you were you were there to be a world champion, or you just you were just a thug. But yeah, you, like you didn't. Yeah, correct. Yeah. You just wanted to bash people. Yeah. But like nobody went and chose and did martial arts because it was like fun and exciting and or mental for, evolution yeah, yeah. for and, yourself. And yeah, People, yeah. people 20 years ago, the reason they did martial arts was to be a world champion and whatever they picked or because they were a rough guy and they used to bash people and they're like, I need to get good at bashing people because so I don't get bashed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what it used to be. I that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean,
1: like, a lot of, uh, you know, not just in the, the uh, jiu-jitsu or grappling scene, but, like, in the striking scene. Yeah. You know, uh, only, like, five, six years ago, you'd go and try to find a boxing gym. Mm. Olympic boxing is a bit different it's yeah. very well established but yeah. if you want to get into like kickboxing or Muay Thai or mixed martial arts yeah. the places that you'd go there it's kind of a scary place yeah, yeah, yeah. true you know you don't you don't go in there to to, to become a, a beginner you know kind of a uh,
0: <laughs> Man, there's so, so many crazy yeah. stories but i remember when and and this is not long ago i remember when i was at boarding school in Toowoomba, queensland like i'm this is not long ago and one of the kids going there from the boarding school to try an MMA class in one of the gyms there. And I remember him. Like, oh, yeah, now I'm going there, blah, blah, blah. And when he came back, man, he had two black eyes, his nose was bleeding everywhere. <laughs> oh, and I'm, oh, and I'm like, man, what <laughs> happened to you, dude? Yeah. He's, you know, 16 or 17. Oh, yeah, they put me to spa with this guy, this, like, adult guy, and the guy just bashed him. And I'm like, man, this is wrong. Yeah. This can't be happening. But <laughs> that's the type of people that were going and doing that. And this is not long ago, you know? I mean, this is what, like, eight years ago, you know, nine years ago, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy beginnings.
1: But it's it's, it's it hasn't been that long. No, man. no, no, It's not just at all. changing so fast. Changing so then. fast lately. Everywhere. True, uh, true.
0: Jiu Jitsu was the same. I remember when I first started Jiu Jitsu when I was fourteen, and there was no kids class. It didn't exist. Hmm. I was four. Like, lucky I was big for a kid. You know, I mean, I was already eighty hmm. kilos or whatever. It's similar to one of your sons, Garrett. You know, he's a big guy, and he's he's coming and training with the adults and stuff already, but. I remember starting. There was no kids' guard. There was no progression. all right, you're fourteen. You want to train? No problem. You train with them, and this is all grown men. You know, what yeah. I mean, this is. I think that's one of the reasons I actually got good at jiu-jitsu because I actually started not knowing anything, and I'm competing like doing jujitsu with guys way bigger and stronger than me. So I actually think I got more technical, by default, just because that's the only way to get by. But yeah, it's interesting to think about. I always, um,
2: through the entire time, I always ask when people come to the gym first time, they're (laughs) signing up, like to try for a trial, I always ask, what makes you start? And these answers change according to the time, Mm -hmm. before, right at the beginning, oh, I want to learn how to fight, I'm like, oh, here we go, (laughs) this type again, you know, it used to be this a lot. Yeah. or oh, I want to protect myself or I want to go out or or there happened a lot here or oh, I went to the valley and got bashed last <laughs> week and like yeah. they already got bashed I'm tired of it yeah. it's uh, like actually, I want yeah. to learn how to deal myself, yeah. protect myself and then it changed and then like probably like a year ago or two years ago it used to be Joe Rogan Joe Rogan was like 80% of like the podcast the famous podcast American guy that trains yeah. jujitsu Jitsu yeah. and talks you know highly in Jiu Jitsu and, 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 and basically and basically. Everything he actually says about jiu-jitsu, is, uh, I believe, I, I lived through this as well, you know, the benefits that mm-hmm. he was... Uh, but he has a many, uh, a big audience, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, brought yeah, a absolutely. lot of people. But I think now it's even on the next level now, which is like, um, it's so popular that people come in like, oh, uh, my doctor told that it's good for my child, or, <laughs> or oh, my... You know, my auntie is taking yeah, my, yeah. my son, so I'm taking as well. Like, it's just like, oh, they don't even know whatever, what they're doing, yeah, yeah. but they bring it because someone said it's
0: good, yeah,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, lots of celebrities, lots of people. <laughs> yeah. in it, yeah, yeah. Everyone's doing <laughs> jiu-jitsu. It's become, I think it's like similar to like um, CrossFit. It's, it's popular right now. Like yeah, it's buzzing. It's buzzing and, yeah. It's yeah. Buzzing and yeah. the UFC is getting bigger and there's lots of fights and things and it just keeps... What going. should I
2: bring? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, need to bring yeah. too much. Right?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, what's so Um... I wanted to ask you a question as well. You had three boys that train with us um and we saw the whole uh, all the transformation. Um and in your opinion why jujitsu uh is good for kids? Like you you had different boys, different ages. They all had their challenges, they all made probably they they benefited in some way of jujitsu for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, by having this pool of like three kids doing it, uh, what is in your opinion? Why do you think? Why you think jujitsu is a great sport slash martial arts for kids?
1: Yeah. Look, I think. Uh, I mean, so we, we actually had to make some of the kids go. There, right? <laughs> so it wasn't like yeah. uh, they they, they were all like, committed. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and, and I, like, I I used to tell him, like, I can't believe you, like, have me tell you to go to jiu Like, you know, if I had a like, dad like me when yeah, I was yeah, a kid, yeah. that would have been awesome, right? Yeah. But anyway, look, I think...
2: I think You just said they had to go and they went? Yeah. My mom bribed us. She gave, we train, we get ice cream. We mm-hmm. don't train, no ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
1: whatever it takes, but I yes. think that... Consistency is very important, right? Yeah. Because whatever you do, it could be rugby, swimming, or anything. But okay. the fact that you actually stay committed and you stick with something for a long period of time, that's very important. Because, you know, I, I see a lot of times, like, you know, you try football here for yeah. a couple of weeks and then you don't like it no, and then like they got to nice go. Yeah. And, and so... I think kids go through and adults go through that as well. It's that it kind of teaches you that perseverance and you get to, you know, uh watch that the benefit of sticking with some something for a longer period mm. of time. And I think it's just in this day and age you had so many choices to make. So you you try yeah. one activity, you don't like it, you jump onto the next thing but, but you never really good get good, good at or anything you know. or improve or evolve, yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's one of the, the key things that we've gone got out of it as a family is that we just stuck with something for quite some time. And there were times where kids, I'm sure they wanted to quit many times and, and yeah. such. And then, of course, the other, you know, many different benefits, you know, uh, physically, I think uh, they're more capable, more confident in their abilities. Um, I think the... Social value, the, the social interaction value has been really, really good. Um, you know, I mean, you recall what, 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 you know, Garrett was used to be like when he was younger, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he couldn't focus on anything, all over the shop and everything. Right. And, and, you know, um, you know, Mergan had challenges as well. So kids actually go through that transformation, having your parents, and then your coaches, and then you know, this kind of community that you interact with it is actually very helpful in shaping the young person. Yeah,
0: the character and, and then yeah. building some something that we started to do a lot more in talking about is just like morals and and like um, yeah like ethics of being a decent person and stuff like that and yeah. and they but I think um, there's like so many different reasons but I think one of them one of the main reasons that that becomes. Um, uh, like it, it, just it's ingrained into the individual, uh, like a youth individual in martial arts, because you're surrounded by older, like um,
2: role models. models and you're in a, you're, in a
0: healthy in environment, a healthy environment that's not like you
2: treated know, as a as a as a an equal up. yeah as an, an equal, equal exactly with that there's no yeah. like yeah. Mm, yeah. babysitting mm. yeah
0: yeah and which I think is missing from like everything else social like. There's no other place where you can go that I can think of in my mind right now. Like, where else do you receive that? You know, you used to have that type of interaction, um, you know, day to day when we were living in villages and things like that. And Mm. And that's, you would interact with everybody all the time like that. Mm. But now as we get, you know, more westernized and everyone has their own big house and you go there and you know, yeah. mum and dad goes to work and do, does all this yeah. stuff and you're kind of left on your own. More important than anything. And, and you just don't have that, like, um, mm. you know, that interaction with somebody of a role model of, that's in an old in older, you know, position and they've experienced these things in life and blah, blah, and you just don't get it anymore. Yeah. So I think it's a massive point.
1: Yeah. On, on that point, I mean, like, I mean, just as you were saying, you were 14 when you started training yeah, for yeah. adults, right? Yeah. So you're absolutely right. You don't get that interaction as a teenager to, to interact closely with adults yeah. on a peer to peer level. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's either your teacher, your coaches, or your parents. Mm. So it's always a figure of authority. Yeah. So you don't really know how to navigate and have that relationship and then so either you are, you know, compliant yeah, okay. or you're rebelling against yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. that always that structure. But when you actually bring in a 14-year-old and start training with adults and then, you know, they see the impact, the interaction, the respect that they're getting and that you actually have to give respect to actually, receive you know, it as well. receive yeah. it as well. So I think that comfort level, especially with our, like, second born with Garrett, is mean, hugely important for him to start training with adults because yeah. he didn't know how to deal, talk with, you know, adult, adults at all. Yeah, like, he's yeah, yeah. just like, now he's like he's got you know, thirty something year old friends. Yeah. And he <laughs> just hangs out. And come, with, yeah. come on the weekend, we
0: can do that. Yeah, 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 and It
1: just made him very comfortable around adults mm-hmm. and, and just having that adult level interaction with mm-hmm. people, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett, for me, like your son, for me, it was my. I mean, my whole coach life. I always aimed for that moment, right? I, and I used to say that where you get a, a child. And you go and you teach them, you know, and he sticks around. For that to happen, he needs to stick around. And you, the transformation helps, you know, the floor, the people around, etc., etc., the values, their training, their improvement as a person happens. And suddenly they go to the adults. That for me is the full cycle. And he is now is going to be greater as an adult with their adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is for me the the, the full cycle happening. He's going to be the first full cycle happening yeah. And the, the beauty of the full cycle happening is that he's then graded as an adult. He's an adult then, and his dad is an adult training with him. That's the mm. a bit like an ice on the cake for me, you know, mm. as yeah, a coach.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be one of those also very know great satisfying experiences to watch your yeah. amazing students grow from amazing and you know you, know, you, know
2: the, you right. had a, you know you had a finger
1: on the pie you yeah. Know? yeah exactly to make that a better
0: continuing to evolve and get better and improve in all aspects of of life yeah <clears throat> um
1: yeah i guess those would be the the benefits with with, with kids and look i think you know i and, and i think coaches really have a important aspect especially yeah if you've if seen them three times a week and and, and, and you yeah, know yeah. over year over a year and, and it's, it's very very influential so, yeah, yeah. bring
2: them upstairs for a chat <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. there's always you know bumps it's in the equality. road you' got to talk yeah. to each other yeah.
0: but like um that's we, we've encouraged people before like talking about this type of stuff on some other podcasts. like man, you should go and find somewhere that you're comfortable like if you talking about these other gyms that we said at, you know ten minutes ago like if that was your experience, go and find somewhere else. Go and train there. Go and find a gym that you're comfortable with, you're happy with. You're happy with the instructors. You're happy to leave your kids there with them. Um, yeah, because, like, it, it doesn't matter where you go, really. If the person's generally decent, you're going to have a lot of benefit from training jiu-jitsu, whether it's evolving your character, because there's so many problems that come up that you have to figure out to solve, whether it's kid's class or adult's class. There's disputes all the time, and you've got to figure that out. Yeah. They've got to figure that out and they've got to figure out how to deal with other children and, you know, later on adults and everything as well. But <laughs> what's interesting to, it's interesting to watch everybody. Like, we've talked about this so many times, but it's beautiful to watch people, their, their starting point of jiu-jitsu and then just how they involve, evolve as an individual, child, adult, anybody. It you're you you ha- you're forced to, you know what I mean? This is the thing. This is this is why it's so uncomfortable and hard to start to begin with though because you're throwing yourself into challenge and you're forced to evolve and reinvent yourself and improve and, and, and address the flaws that you're noticing. And like whether it's emotional or technical or whatever, like there's going to be times where you get pissed off and you don't want to come to training or you get angry because you get submitted mm-hmm. or you feel sad and you know, depressed because you got submitted two times, whatever, and you have to learn how to address those things. So you can, like you said, persevere and be disciplined enough to train for mm. 10 years or 20 years or whatever, yeah. all the rest of your life, you know what I mean? So, super interesting. Mutsuk, um, in,
2: um, I heard about another person that trains here. Um, you consider a legend in your uh, industry. Uh, a legend, <laughs> a legend for people that don't know. Um, uh, a legend in Australia, it's someone that people look up to, someone that people think it's uh, really good to to work with. You know, someone that people is highly respected. So it's a very good um, quality to 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 be called that here. And um, so, I would like to uh, make a parallel with business and jujitsu. So what are the things that you can bring from jiu-jitsu to business? For example, I read once that a lot of companies have a big problem where people pretend the generation, old generation, new generation, they pretend they know things, so they don't want to look bad, mm. you know, with their team. So they everyone's pretending they know, rather than go, and, and like what we do in jiu-jitsu, you know, like, oh, look, I don't know that, you might showing me this, and... Try to exchange the understanding that everyone—it's for the the well-being of the company and the culture, the mm-hmm.
0: benefit of everyone, yeah,
2: benefit of the company and everyone else, and yourself as a person, um, and the team. So, uh, what are the the the, the aspects of jujitsu that you can take to the corporate level that you think will be—it's very beneficial, you know?
1: Yeah, Let me just I just heard something. I'm very far away from from being but I, you know. I appreciate that people are saying that about me, so that's... that's well, that you're a yeah. legend, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. mm. so yeah. legend on the mat. I know that
1: you're a legend
2: on the mat. great training, good person to be around. So
1: you're a legend on the mat. Well, look, I think I've been... Career-wise, I've been pretty lucky. I've been given some opportunities, and I've had good, you know, uh, guidances from other people. So um, I do have a senior role in the, the company that I work with and, and you know, probably uh, deal with pretty, you know... Um, high level issues. So I'm, you know, one of the senior leaders in, in my company. But that's that's not same as, as being a legend. So anyway, uh, I think when it comes to Jiu I I mean there's lots of analogies and similarities that I noticed right? And in terms of, you know, oh this is how this is this is what works in jiu jitsu and then uh, this is how it works in business and these two are very similar. You know, for example you know i guess one of the things in jiu-jitsu for example that i've been recently uh practicing is like for example when you go after submission just be very patient and, and just get everything lined up and then when that timing and when the leverage grip everything is set up then you kind of go for it and, yeah. and you pull the you, trigger on the yeah. scenario yeah whereas like when you're desperate hunting for a submission and you got you know you don't Your body isn't in the right place and, you know, everything's wrong, but you're still trying to finish something. So just being patient with the setup and the timing and things like that, you know, in business, for example, with opportunities, like, you know, when you have the right opportunity and it's ready to go and you kind of build things up, you know, you have your support network, you got your partner and you got your investment and then you have market timing, you know, the conditions are right and you just kind of, you know, you kind of know when it's the right moment to move or make a decision or do something. So things like that, that I noticed that are a lot of similarities and and like parallels that I can draw probably infinite. But in terms of actually, you know, taking something that I've learned from Jiu Jitsu and actually applying in the business community, and this is actually that I uh think about a bit is, like I, I negotiate for a living right and mm. and it, you know there's many different ways of doing it so you can actually you know go for the most out of that interaction negotiation and really try to win you know at all costs right mm. um and that's not always necessarily a good thing mm. because especially if you're going to run into that person again if you actually going to you know, partner them, up yeah. on, on, on many things in the future. So, the way I think about it is, I used to think about work as is, is a kind of like almost like a competition, like a battle, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's a really wrong way to actually think about things. More of
0: like a short term mindset. Yeah, because yeah.
1: then, then okay, you must conquer that person. Mm. So, my strategy, the way I deal with that problem, the way I deal with that person is all right, I'm going to go for the kill, negotiate, win. Mm. And, and and all that and I think that that is a very unhelpful kind of mindset in the business world it's more around like the mindset that we have when we train jiu-jitsu right because we actually you know uh, friends and we actually train to actually you know make each other better yeah, in the business agree. community when you build relationships and when you work with partnership, you don't want to screw them over every chance you get you actually want to help them you want them to help you and then so you can actually do more so that mindset from kind of going into from combative you know uh zero-sum mindset into okay this is you know my work is actually the type of mindset that i should have you know it, it, it on the mat with training because you know, we train together for years and yeah, years yeah. together and we don't want to injure each other. Yeah, we don't we want hurt each other, you can't train and each and other. be
0: pissed off with each other. Yeah, yeah,
1: even in the competition scene it's different. Mm. It's not like a life and death type of yeah, thing. Yeah. So so I think that mindset is something that, that helped me. I don't know if, it's, if it resonates with, with you. Does, no, no, it makes a lot of lot.
0: sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for so many scenarios. And it's, it's not even like um, business, it's just relationships in general, like, you know what I mean? Like, getting your way or the thing you want is not always... Um, it, it doesn't have to be done in an aggressive way where you're dominating or, or like, you know, taking control of the scenario. There's always ways that you can work things out and meet in the middle with people and and everyone can have, you know, a situation where they're comfortable and happy with. And I think, like, that's something that I've definitely kind of... Started to think about more. Same with me, like as, as the more you learn and the more you kind of go through learning jiu jitsu and understanding things. And you now I used to train too hard when I first started. You know what I mean, I came from a competitive rugby background, and there's a lot of guys that you see coming to the gym like that that want to, you know, train to the death and then trying to bash everyone. I probably started a little bit more like that, especially starting where I started with jiu jitsu when I was 14, you know, competing against these grown men that, are, you know, the the guys that i started training with they weren't there to you know get good at this or that like mm. man most of them fought mma or they did kickboxing and they wanted to like they started watching the ufc and the ultimate fighter and mm. yeah it's, it's just interesting but also particularly to do with just like personal relationships family relationships same type of thing like you you, you do have to kind of soften at some point and like mm you got to notice at some point it's about the big picture and not about right now, today, all the
1: time. Yeah, yeah, I and
2: I call, I call that, like, fair play. So we, mm. we, we, we have friendships here. We're training with each other all the time. Like, I'm not going to... It's not at any cost that we're, we're, we're going to aim for the submission. If I can feel that this is not going to be too much or this is going to be hurt, you know, mm. I'm not going to go for that, you know? Like, there is that's the more important thing, you know? Like that's, and, it's worth more, you know? Yeah, and you so can I think that of, vision is very important.
0: You can translate that to like what Munsuk's saying with just dealing with people, you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of arguing like this, people being upset with you about something to do with the gym, you just go, you know what, it's okay, all right, no problem. If you, that's what you want to do, you do that. And then you just kind of continue doing what you're doing. And, yeah,
2: um,
0: I have a question for you as well. Like,
2: because uh, I know you lived in America, Um, Mongolia um, and Australia now Um, you I I always I had I made this my personal parallel I used to think about the difference between jiu-jitsu in Australia and in Brazil do you have uh, if you uh, reflect a little bit like what are the differences between Mongolia uh, US and Australia in terms of jiu-jitsu like any anything you you notice you know that was very that, that do you think there was
0: anything to do with the culture that kind yeah. of led to like a difference in you know the jiu-jitsu or how people kind of
1: approach it and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah think? Um, I think th- I mean there's definitely very strong difference between um, Mongolia versus let's say other countries because so Mongolia has got a very strong grappling on culture yeah. so for us for example, wrestling and just kind of that's like same thing as playing uh football. NFL, or, rugby, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, just it's, it's something Brilliant. that you do as a kid on the street all the time. Right. So it's like you play Just wrestle people. Yeah, yeah. wrestle people and they're like, you know, let's say we were have we we're having barbecue and our kids and then two dads get together and get their sons and start wrestling them. Yeah. And, and then whenever we get drunk, we start wrestling <laughs> each other. That's that's pretty much the, it's, it's such a big part of our mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. And then we have a a very high level, judo, sambo, freestyle wrestling. Um, so all the Olympic sports where we get mm. medals, it's all combat sports. So it's boxing, you know, uh, wrestling, and all those things. And like judo wise, Mongolia is actually you know, one of the top five yeah. teams in the world. Yeah. Period. Right? Yeah. For a country of that size. Yeah. So I think that culture has kind of translated into Jiu Jitsu a bit. Yeah. So, you know, you go into Mongolia, most everybody's uh, usually, you know, that that would train jiu jitsu as a black belt in judo, right? Yeah. And they, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, we are getting new people who are hundred percent jujitsu. Yeah. And their game is very different. they actually doing more guard plays yeah. and things like that. Whereas, yeah. uh, so, but that culture, yeah. what, what it's actually ended up translating in Mongolia is it's very physical, right? The guys are very fit. They have a lot of drive and energy. So, battle, more battle. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of competition you know, grinding, training. Yeah, yeah. That, that type of training. Right. So, like, I... I get just, like, I, I show up for one of those trainings and, you know, I, nowadays, like, it takes me a few days to recover, recover afterwards off. yeah. So, uh, and then the guys take it easy yeah. on me nowadays, but it's still very, very physical yeah. uh, and, and just a lot of grind into it. Uh, whereas other places, I think things are a bit different. So, like, the training is usually two hours and you know, over and then, so that physical element is actually quite, quite uh, significant in Mongolia. going. Mm. Um, I think in, 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 well, in Australia, I mean, I haven't been around too many of the gyms, but as I travel, I think uh, Australia is a bit similar. There's also a harder drive and I, I, like, I feel, you know, guys are a bit bigger and then there's a lot of people who have rugby type of background. Yeah. true. So a lot of pressure and things like that, 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 you know, comes in Australia. And whereas, so if I go to Korea or Japan. Yeah. yeah. Very different game yeah. and yeah. very, you know, f- even the t- teacher methodology, it's a lot of finessing, a lot of detail.
0: Systematic like, kind yeah. of approach to like this thing, this thing, this thing, next yeah. step. A lot more technical,
2: less brute force. Yeah. yeah. yeah as well. Brute force, less physicality physicality.
1: and and but then you know like sometimes and i get frustrated when i when i when i travel and i just like can we just get this over with and just show me what are you trying to get to and then that will work backwards whereas they actually build in a lot of these techniques one by one so i mean there's pros and cons Mm. um but i think I feel like there's that cultural element and then and, and how the sport has evolved, it ends up actually having an impact on how it gets practiced in the yeah, community. I agree. I agree. And you gotta like compensate for what you don't have and then, you know, yeah. uh, strengthen what you already have. So but I've had, you know, I guess one part of my, you know, job that's really great is that I get to travel and whenever I travel just take Same. my yeah. key and go to different places and train. So but I think in the last five years, the level of jujitsu has just gotten so good everywhere. Everywhere, so yeah. Any major city you go to, you know, you spend <coughs> 10 15 minutes researching up which gyms to go. Mm.
0: And. Yeah, there'll there be go. like a, a world class level guy at. Yeah. You know, every every major city, at least a couple of the gyms, there'll be one or two guys that are world
1: class, you know, in there. And I've never really <coughs> had a bad experience visiting any other gyms it's always been very positive Mm. pros and cons and and then some gyms you know that they're like really good right and and they're very serious and then some gyms are you know a little less serious and and things like that so it it depends on you know uh, how big the city is how competitive the scene is and and there's different things Uh, and you know um, I think it's like you gotta find the right gym that actually is not too competitive for for somebody like me. Mm.
0: For what you're looking for, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You gotta and, find the
0: gym just to yeah for sure.
1: Yeah, just make friends and and you know that 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 experience is more important than you know.
2: Yeah. One thing that I, well, I travel um, to many different places and I normally I take my gear. Um, and I always found super awesome that you get to a place and uh, you train with people and then, for example, you go, hey, can you you make some f- friends there super quick and you say, look, can you give me a couple of restaurants or, <laughs> yeah. you know, like where the locals yeah. go? Yeah. And that was so precious for me because I got a lot of the best tips out of these guys, you know? And um, sometimes they go, oh, no, let's go to my house. We're doing a Brazilian barbecue where, you yeah. know, Saturday, you know? So you get to have this That's interaction awesome.
0: as well, isn't it? That's the so good thing.
1: You got to... Like because when you do jiu-jitsu and whenever you go to a new place, you have like like almost instant group of friends. Yeah,
0: yeah an instant network. Instant yeah. network because
1: yeah. you show up to a gym, you have a good role, and then you sit down and everybody's like really <laughs> you fun. Know, what do you down. do What's and up? And then okay, let's connect them on you know, Facebook and things yeah. like that. And then you know, and then you can actually have a you know chat dinner coffee or whatever. And then if you're gonna spend a bit more time, you actually develop that friendship with people. And I think that's, like, one of the great things. So if, if you know, our young people travel, mm. that's one of the biggest great, you know, advantages. It's, like, this global, you know, brotherhood, yeah. you know, friend community, network. yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh, this thing is very interesting about this super-quick bond. Um, I remember uh, when I was teaching the Australian Army, the, the major there... Um, they brought the jiu to, like, improve their resilience, you know? And he said one of the most amazing things, that was his testimonial for me one day, he said one of the most amazing things that I've seen in jiu-jitsu, because when we get a new intake for our troop, it would take you know, normally, like, three to six months for them to really bond. And with the jiu classes, that was happening, like, in a couple of weeks. Mm. And mm. I think, like, when you give your, like, someone can submit you, you know what I mean? Like, someone can choke you unconscious, like you kind of give each other's, like, look after your life, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the bond is, like, tremendous out yeah, of that yeah. because they give you great restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: fine. That's exactly what Octavio talked about, how it's, like, the, your your first way of communicating is actually through touch and feel and, and grappling. Like, when you're a baby, you don't, you don't even have the ability to vocalize anything yet. Yeah. So that the form of communication is the most primal, basic um ability you have and, and when you exchange that with somebody else we talked a little bit about this with paul white as well and having fun or whatever but Octavio explained it a little more detailed and it's like this anthropological kind of like basic level of connecting with somebody else and communicating that's like the most primal way to communicate with another human being is through touch and feel and grappling and wrestling yeah, it's yeah so it's interesting eh? super deep
2: Tell us a, a, like a funny story, like that it, it happened to you on one of these trips, um, that like you went visit a gym. That we always There's have
0: always a, so a crazy story. stuff that happens there. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so this happened when I was uh, white belt. So I went to visit a gym. This yeah. is another gym, and I was still trying to figure out. Like I had only like one or two things. Yeah. Whereabouts? What uh, country? This, in 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 the US, in the US? so I went to another gym and was okay. traveling just like trying to figure out and I think I had like one or two things so there's this you know, try to figure out you can you know it's gonna come a big fee right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well look I just like there's a like a purple belt uh, and he's pretty strong he's yeah. like you know buff and then like dragged him on the collar and jumped and then like you know climbed around him and then you know he went to turtle and then just like yanked his arm out and then you know pulled him to an arm bar. Mm. So, I mean, he didn't really expect, so he's just like you know, some somewhat mm. white built and he's just kind of like mm-hmm. you know, mm. want to like f- fill it out and things like that. But it was just like I surprised, surprised surprised that just pulled it, it yeah. in there. Yeah. And then his professor is actually on the other side and kind of watching mm-hmm. and he was just like laughing. Yeah, and, and I think the guy just. I mean, I you know, didn't have a lot of sparring experience and it's just like one thing I knew is just like panicked and spasm and just Do it like home, I it. Yeah. And I think it pulled pretty hard. And then just like for that, you know, it was like a ten minute and it's just probably submitted in forty times or something like that. The guy's just like <laughs> and it wasn't mean, but yeah. it's just wanted to make sure that you know. So it was like one of the really kind of ways I learned is just like <laughs> N- and happened luckily, you know, very early. It's just like, All right. I gotta watch my manners whenever. Don't, don't go too crazy with <laughs> Don't go too, too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably the thing that I that I would be embarrassed about.
0: It's going there and bashing some big purple welt. Don't
1: yeah big purple belt, and yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was very good. Obviously, but mm. the 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 funny is just that the professor is sitting there. He's just kind of chuckling, <laughs> and, and I'm sure that fired him up, and yeah. he was just like, All right. <laughs>
2: And then
1: he went so,
2: seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did yeah. you ever, for
1: example, have you ever
2: visited a gym where they had a, a, a certain uh, polis or something that you go like, wow, i never seen this before? Not really? No, no not really. Or something completely unique There you go, wow. I remember one time I was in Ch- I was in China in this yeah. industrial city and uh, <laughs> I found Jiu-Jitsu and it was starts at 9pm and I'm already PM, been to man. factories and I'm tired but like man super king because there's nothing to do horrible city yeah. in terms of nothing to do so I was like holding my dinner you know because so yeah. if you have dinner you go train it'll be terrible, yeah, it'll be terrible. I arrived there and there was this Brazilian Japanese guy teaching very good jujitsu amazing people great great training but um At the end. (laughs) This is true story. He stayed I'm not joking five minutes like he people line up and he goes a little bit more here. You will come back. Like if he's trying to make a picture, everyone line you come back (laughs) this way and I'm like Oh, my God.
1: This is, <laughs> this is, oh, so this is, this is for the line-up. Yeah, this yeah, for the yeah, lineup. Yeah. He wasn't was, even taking a picture. No, nah, he was just positioning everyone <laughs> Just like, this was hurting class. him. Yeah. and yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, how long was this? It's like 10.30 yeah. at night, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man. Yeah. Very particular. Mm.
0: Yeah. Funny stuff. There's, yeah, you're always going to, um, you know, find some crazy stuff and some crazy people. I think jiu-jitsu is such a unique kind of sport and it invites, like, everybody from every kind of, avenue of life you know what i mean You always there's did you have a funny one you it's, so, a funny it's so it's so inclusive eh, i don't think i have too many funny too many funny ones all the travel i've done has always been for serious training you had a I funny mean,
2: one you had a funny one That when i was with you in japan you had that american guy that got a bit upset
0: ah uh, yeah made a scene i don't know I, what happened i think oh he i didn't i didn't try he would i wouldn't let him triangle me as i don't know i can't remember no
2: i think you submitted him he got pretty upset and you're not even going hard because yeah. you have a competition next day. And I, I, thing, I, I, yeah.
0: I think a lot of people, just because they see me physically, they're just like, oh, man, the guy's strong. And I, I try not to use too much strength in roles in general. Like I can use strength if I want to, but I try to be fairly polite. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Unless somebody else like goes super hard with me, I'm just going to match the intensity mm-hmm. of the role. Can it can be
2: hard. I mean, it's always hard when you, yeah. you're in that gym, you are like the best of the gym, like you're doing really well. And then someone arrives and then that guy, you know, yeah, like makes you don't sure. look like, it's always like a ego thing. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I probably, I think probably one of like the funnier things that has happened is I remember going to Abu Dhabi uh, as a black belt and then like, you know, in the training room, everyone just comes down out of their rooms and they do open mats in the kind of like in the um, like conference room areas and stuff there with all the matted space. And I remember training with the guy I was going to fight the next day and he didn't even know, you know what I mean? And then like, oh, yeah, and he, you know, he did okay, did some sweeps and stuff, training, and then I submitted him the next day. But he, I, I don't think he wanted to train, but he, he didn't wouldn't. Even recognize it. Yeah, it's funny.
1: Yeah. It was funny. Well, I, I think there's some, like, nuances. I mean, every, I feel like Lake Locks is the area where every gym is different. Like, I mean, For you sure. go to some gyms, True. everybody's just doing whatever they, you know, they want. Like, yeah lot of leg locks and some, some places are very funny. Yeah. About that too, it's so like like no leg locks altogether. And, yeah. um, and then uh, the other thing that I, like one thing that we do really well here that I really like is that, we manage distances very well, yeah. and that we like control the tra- space. Yeah, control well. the space and make yeah. it safe because. I've oh, seen so many. Years 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 yeah. <laughs> years. There's some places, and this is like True. very much in Mongolia. Many dudes, they yeah. just like rolling all over each, each other. There's like yeah. four or five people bunched into Getting, and getting heel kicked in, yeah, the elbow, yeah. Yeah. and then everybody just like pushes it off, and then we move on. Yeah. It's 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 pretty crazy. And the biggest thing is like you're posting your hands, nobody, like yeah, somebody yeah. actually I've rolling seen that. over, or and fingers, like, and legs
2: as well. People do like leg, like this pain, yeah.
1: But th- th- those types of things were kind of, you know, unusual. And especially when you're traveling, you don't want to get injured. Yeah. So, like, you know, you get rolled into somebody. Yeah. And then our habit here is we I you know we stop and we move over. Yeah. So I stop and then I get immediately passed or something. Yeah. But that's good fun.
0: Actually, yeah. I do have one funny one. When I went to Japan... Um, Myself and another athlete from Melbourne. I remember Googling the time for a class on the on one of the gyms. It was like the closest gym so we could go and eat after or we had to weigh in or something. So I wanted to go there, sweat a bit and go weigh in. We turn up to this gym and it's empty. There's nobody in there. Not one person. They're knocking on the door everywhere. It's open. It's completely open. There's no instructor. There's no nothing. But it's scheduled for a class and it's open. The lights are on, whatever. So we're just like, Oh well, I don't know. What do we do? Like, do we can we train here? Whatever. Anyway, we just decided we're going to train there. So we train there for an hour, you know, spa for an hour, whatever, whatever, whatever. And there's no one. There's still no one there. We're looking around. Whatever. All right, I don't know what to do. What do we do? All right, get the mat fee or whatever on on the website. Yeah, no problem. All right, and then just put on the table and go. But that's one of the weirder ones. <laughs> <laughs> In Japan, there there was nobody there. It's on the timetable. The, everything's open. The lights are on. The doors are unlocked.
1: It's a super efficient business. <laughs>
0: yeah, It's not instructing you might be and go. But that was that was a funny one. We were just like, "What's what's going on? I have no idea. Yeah. And we just trained there for an hour and left. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you want to mention?
2: Well, no. I was just personally. I think it was great. To have you here today it was awesome to get you know a little bit about yourself and uh it's been always a, a pleasure to have you here i think you're a great asset for for our academy honestly always like you know I hard work a team player but great person to be around mm-hmm. your kids are not different like the for the, the people cannot stop talking about getting how good he's getting right now um so when everyone's talking about it, that's a great sign in Jiu-Jitsu, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah it's getting undeniable. much better. Yeah. So it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having giving the time for ourselves, you know. And uh, looking forward to see you on the mat. Congratulations again! I'm super proud of you, and I think uh, <laughs> the, I think is the Mongolian uh, Federation had a, a great cho- 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 choice choice yeah. of yeah. getting you, you know good for
0: the and you know our Mongolian team here's building all the time. Our know, right? Mongolian yeah, team is right? we're getting we're strong, taking stronger. Taking over, yeah, 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 yeah. we're taking over, man. Yeah.
1: No, thank you. No, thanks right. for and that. Thanks
0: so much for being a part. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Us, thanks so much. Do you want to say something?
1: Yeah, no, look, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's always a, it's always always a pleasure, and we've been very you know. Uh, honored and, and and thankful to be part of this this community as well. So thank you, man. We get so much out of it as a as a family as well. Yeah. So thank you. Thank awesome. Thank you. So, thank you very much. I'm glad everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah.